think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. for the greatest to ever lace them up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time, he got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. Someone needs to come to me and explain to me what Jordan is better at than LeBron without saying the word six ring. I supposed to be a franchise player and we ain't here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of End of Regulation. Shout out to all of our listeners and followers. We need to see those numbers continue to increase, so please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at End of Regulation. I'm Monsieur Mangus, your host, ready to take you through the madness that is March, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and everything that's come with it. This week's episode is episode six, The Big Dance, part two. So, just to kind of clarify things, again, end of regulation is to bring all of our sports fans and all of our fans statistics, stories, and analysis that they deserve. We'll discuss our takes and opinions based on stats, facts, and not what's going to generate buzz or clicks on the internet. We're going to try to take things back to the glory days. So, first things first, as per tradition, we'll introduce the pack of squids on tonight, otherwise known as a squad, responsible (laughs) for our entertainment. Broadcasting from the bedroom stew in Richmond, Virginia, a man who operates his own legal bed and breakfast, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? What's up, G? Let's uh, let's keep that on the hush. It's not it's not completely legal yet. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Dialing in tonight from San Francisco and possibly fucking concussed, Mister Barrel Chest Grimes. How we doing, kid? Fully concussed over here. Like <laughs> um, a fucking. A cheap shot in mid-ice last night. It's feeling pretty good, though. Had to leave work early. Love that. Hockey guy. But I'm a, ho- I'm a fucking yeah, hockey guy. Dude, we fucking fight through... You know, we, just, we don't care about injuries. I just I want like to that. say thanks for being here tonight, Grimes, and fucking battling it out for the boys. You know it. Hockey a real out. trooper, ladies and gentlemen. And last but not least, coming to us live from Gainesville on his dial-up computer. Shakes, how we doing? Uh, not even dial up. As a matter of fact, I'm talking through a uh, tin can on the end of a string. Good, you're coming good. through clearly because your sound quality sounds like it. <laughs> Shakes, can you can you not use the phone while you're on the internet at your house? Um, suck my cock, Tom. <laughs> uh, so shout out to Bushlight, Bud Light, Copenhagen, and Blue Balls Electronic. It's what fuels this show. Make sure to check us out on the gram and Twit Sit. Like I said. And we'll roll right into tonight's agenda. Obviously, we have to talk a lot about March Madness. Shit was out of control. We're going to roll through the NFL, uh, what's going on with the carousel coming to an end. The NBA, obviously golf. Our boy Tiger, El Tigre, is back. And finally, we'll roll through some banner and some end takes from the jury to let you guys go. So, to kick it off, we'll just drop right into it. Craziest March Madness in history, period. Absolutely. Uh, we have all loved this from the beginning, as should have you know everybody, uh, except for the fact that everyone's brackets have just been demolished. Like, Desolation of Smog, we use that a lot, wow. and this is a, a perfect example. Um, UVA, Michigan State, Xavier, Cincy, Zona, UNC. I mean, goddamn, these are massive names. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you guys about your opinions on uh, – on obviously our first weekend, first two weekends. Well, I I still can't get over how UVA lost as a number one seed. Like this has literally never happened. Like when you were watching this game this weekend, you were watching history, and it was Luckily, just we were we were all watching too. Uh, yeah, we were all, we were all texting was... back and forth throughout that game. Um, so um, props to us. I'll put my hand up. Um, Cool move by me being tuned into history, but right there. So, um, wild, wild fucking game. It was not even fucking close for one second, though. Really, I mean, no, um, dude, they lost you by had, twenty points. I mean, just listen to this name, UMBC. <laughs> like, yeah, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Yeah, Am I right about that, Tom? That, yeah, they're on. Yeah, they're University on the map Maryland, now, Baltimore dude. County. The fucking Retrievers 
beat the University of Virginia Cavaliers, the number one seed. It was, it was 12, 12 very good boys on that team. Yeah, very good all boy. good boys. All very, very good boys. boys. You good boy. You good boy. Um, so pretty wild. That'll do, shit. pig. Awesome. I was I was just pissed to see them get bounced after that win. Like you're on such an emotional high after that win. It they probably didn't even give a shit about the you know the round of thirty two. No, I mean, and it's like what expectations? They didn't even have the expectation of winning one game coming into the tournament. So they you also expectations. You also have to look at it from the other side of things. Like I was reading so many articles about how these guys, uh, this lineup for UVA will will forever go down in history. Uh, you know, doing something that no one's ever done before, losing to a team like UMBC, getting smoked by a 16 seed. Uh, it's mind blowing. These guys will forever their 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 fame is tainted. Yeah, well, I mean, UVA basketball, UVA sports in general already have that reputation of just being soft as shit, you know? Like, uh, they, they've they had historically good teams. Uh, their basketball team reached number one this year in the AP poll for the first time, and I can't remember however many years because I'm not a UVA fan. It's been a long fucking time, though. Um, so it's been a while. They've, they've always been competitive, especially in basketball, but they just choke a lot. And this certainly did not help their cause coming in, uh, having been ranked like number one all season long, pretty much. And, you know, hoping to use that stifling defense and win a national championship for the first time since I believe like the eighties or some shit. Um, so on that, on that that defense now, anyone that's a UVA (coughs) fan has to be pulling for Syracuse now. Because Syracuse just upset Michigan State, and actually going back last week, I think I think we were probably the first ones to predict that Syracuse was going to make a run, uh, and we were right. We didn't exactly have them getting by Michigan State as easy as they did. No, but now most you know, of us it, picked Michigan State to come out of that <laughs> that region. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out Nick Fanlight, who was the only one to pick Michigan State in our bracket. Uh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, I'm also a fucking idiot because I thought UNC was going to just stroll to the finals, and they got bodied. This what, week. what do you they, what like, do you think was, is a more devastating close? What is like, a more devastating blow? UVA going down to a 16 seed or the reigning champs just getting demolished? Um, definitely still got to. Well, the thing is, UVA also got demolished, so I don't think it carries a whole lot of True. weight that UNC was the reigning champs. You know, it's a different year. It, it does carry some weight. Don't get me wrong. Overall, in the tournament, but as as far as comparing those two losses, uh, the UVA yeah, losses worse I don't in my you opinion. Can compare them? No, UVA losses worse by far in my opinion. Just something that it was like in the moment. It was like, all right, well. You know, there are 12 minutes left in the second half. You you really need to score on this possession. You know, you're down 18. You better get it going. And then it was just like, oh, well, they're not going to get it going. All right, now they're eight minutes. Um, still couldn't score. And then it was just like, wow, dude. Like, they just got fucking yeah, run over. The towel. To counter Tom, um, as far as seeing Syracuse, wanting to see Syracuse win, my, I'm just going to go ahead and throw – Every fucking hat I have in the ring for Bob Huggins and the West Virginia yes. Mountaineers. I want to see Huggy Bear win a championship. I need – not want. I need to see Huggy Bear win a championship. That dude is such a fucking legend. I'm, I'm well, with you there. Um, scarfing down some fucking Chinese right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah how's that bro. food, Grabs? Dude, courtesy I, dude. of. Courtesy of. You want to give a shout-out? Yeah, shout-out. Shout-out. Sing Tao on Clement Street. <laughs> Sing Tao. Where can um, I where, where can I find yeah, that? What city is that in? You'll never find it. Uh, <laughs> dude, you, you can't University of Virginia Cavaliers, most overrated team of the tournament. Not because they lost. I think they were just overrated going into it. Well, now that we've got your attention, I do want to highlight someone that, or not someone. Don't do it. Don't do you, it, Gardner. Uh, we're pretty pretty passionate about. I, I, I have to bring him up. Your boy, Mr. Miller. In Arizona, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, dude, DeAndre Ayton and, and Alonzo Trier are a bunch of fuckboys. They completely and utterly threw that game. They, oh, absolutely. I didn't know about that. Wait, threw they, as they in threw, threw? Like they pl- purposely. Pl- yeah. Yeah, they th- they played bad on purpose, yes. Wow. Dude, 100 fucking percent. Dude, they, well, they, I mean, dude, go on. Aiden, Aiden still had 15 I know and 10, so it's hard to say that seven, Aiden Because didn't he's 7'2 well. and like a freak athlete, he can do that with his fucking eyes closed. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I get what you're like, dude. They got fucking smacked too. This goes back to what we were saying. Every upset this week seemed to be like a massive blowout. Shellacking. I don't know what was going Why? on. I think, Why? Honestly, I think it it's sort of the epitome of this whole NCAA season for like the hey, first let me, four let months me tell of the season. You. It just like didn't. Nobody could maintain like first place. Everybody would you know get that number one ranking and then you know they lose immediately. And it just I, it, it just is sort of in my opinion, showing, like, there wasn't a very strong field this year in general. No no team was really that dominant team. Um, here's an upset that was close. Uh, it was not a shellacking. Loyola Chicago over the Tennessee Volunteers. Um, my Tennessee Volunteers, and I just can't say on this long, but I just want to point out, um, is it Sister Jean? Is that her name, Sister Jean? Oh, yeah. The ninety-eight-year-old. Um, I don't know if nun is the right word. I don't. I don't believe she's, she's a, a nun. nun per- is she a nun? I, I believe so. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna go with nun for right now. But I'm gonna go with fuck Sister Jean. Oh. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Back to back miracles from this ninety-eight-year-old bag, and um, you know, last-second shot over Miami. Literally last-second shot. I believe at the buzzer that was. And then uh, an absolute retarded – that's a hard R word. I apologize there. <laughs> an absolutely asinine shot bouncing off the rim. Bounced off every seat in the arena and then falls. <laughs> so this 98-year-old nun has worked two incredible miracles so far in the tournament. Who knows what the fuck else she has up her sleeves. I, I will um, give her a shout-out, though. Tune in. I will give her a shout-out because <clears throat> she is about getting paid. She said that she had. She's electric uh, on television. She had UMBC going down in the Sweet 16. She said, "I will not let my bracketology go down because of my pride." So I got to give her a shout out there. She's looking for the dough. That's all I she have wants. Extremely hard feelings. That's just me. That's that's not an. Get over your loss. EOR Get over team. your loss. It's hard. It's hard to win when you're playing against God. It's yeah, that's uh, a steep me. mountain to climb. I can tell. Well, we might as well roll into the Sweet 16. We've got a lot of um, kind of updates and shout-outs, hot takes. Um, I'll kick off by just mentioning Loyola Chicago and Nevada. uh, Absolute Cinderella story. We also talked a lot about Loyola Chicago um, making quite a run. They've made a name for themselves, I would say, uh, and they're facing Nevada, um, who is the best shooting team in the country. Um, So... This is going to be something to watch. I hope that everybody tunes in. Um, both teams have won both games in comeback fashion, so it'll be sick to see who actually pulls it off. Um, two buzzer who you, beaters. Who are you as picking, we, Gardner? Who's your pick? I'm going. I got to go with the underdogs. I got to go with Loyola Chicago um, yes, solely sir. for the fact that you know they were somebody that was questionable coming into the tournament, but has proven themselves to be just a fucking powerhouse. So. I'll kick it over to you guys to kind of talk about the other matchups we're uh, we're going to see here in uh, Texas, a- you know, Texas A&M, Michigan, and Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm. I think this is going to be a pretty like a really like good old fashioned basketball game. Ch- Charles Barkley is going to fucking come himself on live television to this game <laughs> because they're going to be playing like banging shoulder basketball, hot take, real gritty. I can't fucking wait for this game. Especially because I don't know if you guys watched the A&M UNC game, but they just like bodied UNC. It was just so much more physical, and they blocked eight shots, which is a lot for a game for any team. And they out rebounded UNC fifty to thirty six. So they're clearly going to go and try and control the boards, which is my favorite fucking style of basketball. Uh, and but the the issue is so is Michigan. And frankly, if you guys watched the Michigan game last week, they should have lost. Like they should have lost that game. They had a, kid, a freshman who had only played ten minutes, like all season, come in and hit a miracle shot. So them coming off that win is big. But I just like Texas A and M this week, and I think that they're going to pull this one off. I I love the uh, the whole drama on Twitter that blew up about. The, the Jordan Peele mix-up, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan Poole and, and Jordan Peele. It was amazing. I just uh, wanted to give a quick shout-out. For anybody who hasn't seen it, you got to tune in. Hopefully Brent will find it on Twitter and re, uh, repost it. But Jordan Peele posted some pretty funny stuff. I'll have to look that up. I'm going to have to disagree with Tom, though, quickly. I 
I just think Texas A&M's luck has run out. They were a team that started off the regular season super hot. They got into conference play. They lost, like, their first six. And, really, they were just a mediocre team, like, throughout the SEC season. So they've had two big wins so far in the tournament. They're in the Sweet 16. They've had a good good little run. But I am going to have to say a that they – good run? Yeah, their they run is UNC over. They by just beat 20 the, points. I know. They beat the dog shit out of UNC. I'm aware. But they, uh, they got hot at the right time. But I I think law of average just says it's time for Texas A&M to lose. So I'm rolling with an Aggie loss. There, There's only one one sure pick this week, and I know Grimes is with me when I say it's going to be Kentucky. Fuck yeah, dude. the Cats. Talk about just lucking out uh, about as much as you can. Uh, UVA going down, Arizona going down, Tennessee going down. Uh, and Cincy too, and uh, yeah, man, that's they're they're about as lucky as it gets in, in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, K State's a pretty good team, uh, number three ranked in three point defense. Um, they're also losing or they're missing their leading scorer, excuse me, Dean Wade. But Kentucky, you know, take them with the points if you're a betting man. Uh, I know I will be. Well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned Dean Wade. Because Kevin Knox, the leading scorer for Kentucky, he's their forward, was asked about this Dean Wade kid coming back. And he goes, I hope he's back. That way they don't have any excuses. Very cocky. I fucking <laughs> love it. And when I heard uh, that, I'm taking That's what back. you want to see. That's what you want to see. I'm Yeah, as a Kentucky hater, I, I have to think that they have a pretty good run at the Final Four right now. They, they got hot at the right time. Um, throughout the SEC tournament, having won three in a row. Now they've won two games in the NCAA tournament. Um, they just got to win two more, and they'll be in the Final Four, um, and they have a pretty easy slate to do so. Um, so I probably got to roll with Kentucky also, um, but as much if, as I fucking hate to say that. Assuming assuming they roll into the Final Four, they're going to have to play either FSU or Gonzaga, potentially. Um, and you know what? Getting to that, um, I'm taking FSU over Gonzaga coming up in this game right now. Uh, FSU just have some – I feel like for the last couple of years you could say the very same thing. They have some dominant big men who just roam the paint. Uh, I feel like every highlight video I've seen of S- FSU basketball over the last four years has just been some huge guy down low cleaning up the boards, cramming on someone. Uh, extremely good, talented defensive team. Uh, they just beat number one seed Xavier, mind you, uh, forced 18 turnovers in that game. And uh, they went on like an 18-4 and four run, I think, in the last five minutes to, to win. Um, so just knocked out Xavier. I have no reason to believe that they can't knock down uh, Gonzaga as well. They're two center, they have two centers on their team over seven foot, or <coughs> one seven foot and another seven four. So, uh, hey, guys, themselves. how about this joke? You could call that a uh, pretty tall task. Uh, ah. Yeah, you're welcome. That one's free. <laughs> uh so Gonzaga, you know, uh they they got they got here um having a having another decent little run through the tournament per huge. Uh we'll see if they can actually kind of stand strong against their reputation as chokers if you will. Um even though they made it to the championship game last year. Um but I think FSU is just going to be too big, too too much of a force down low for Gonzaga. They're going to have to get hot from 3 to have a chance. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Uh, I personally am super excited to see this Clemson-Kansas matchup. Uh, As we've seen it, you know, trending, we've seen a lot of these big-name teams go down. Um, Kansas is obviously, you know, a big name, a big favorite. I actually have them in, like, two out of my five brackets to win. So I'm kind of rooting for Kansas here. Um, But Clemson has just been on an absolute murder streak. Uh, They destroyed Auburn last uh, week, I actually had Auburn advancing, so upset there for me. Um, but I think unanimously, our crew here has an upset alert of Clemson taking down Kansas. Um, and uh, not absolutely a- not. No, but go ahead. But go okay. ahead. I'm with you. No, G. no. I mean, listen. I think you know we've seen a lot of big teams go down. I think there's a lot of pressure on these big teams to to show up. Uh, I think, honestly, if Clemson has the ability to shut down people like Devontae Adams, or sorry, Devontae Graham, um, they have the ability to pull something like this off. Um, upsets have been 
super popular in this in this year's March Madness. So, you know, I I think they have a huge shot, but would love to hear, you know, your dispute there. Um, really I don't have my here's my dispute. I'm I'm running Kansas hard as fuck in my money brackets. Um and I I just need them to win. So I'm I'm hard on Kansas from here on out. But really, as a matter of fact, uh no, Kansas is a stronger shooting team this year than they have been in years past. Uh Mr. Billy Self. He's got the guys looking all right. Uh they were in a bit of a dogfight with Seton Hall, but Seton Hall's uh in their most recent game, I believe. Um and Seton's a good team. Um they are a good team. They came out of the Big East. They're dangerous. They, I think they beat Villanova once earlier this season, and and they play tough. So, uh, I mean, they're athletic as shit. I don't know if anyone has watched them play, but they're extremely athletic. So, you know, that doesn't really scare me a whole lot. I think Clemson um, is an easily beatable team. They beat the absolute hell out of Auburn the other day. Um, Bruce Pearl, RIP, buddy. That just looked horrible. Yeah, um, it's a one-way ticket to uh, All that no being job. said, I think Kansas is too talented down low. And they're too hot from outside uh, for Clemson to stop them. So I'm riding them all the way to the championship game. All right, all right. Harry, you got any thoughts on that? Uh, Kansas all the way. They're too good. Uh, And Bill Self is too good of a coach. So I'm with Shakes here. I also have my bracket, so that is a biased opinion, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of biased opinions, here's here's my other – just talked about the FSU upset over Gonzaga coming up. Not quite as big as the one I've got for you right here, I guess, relatively. Um, like I talked about earlier, my man Bobby Huggins um, and his West Virginia Mountaineers are going to take down the Villanova Wildcats. Jay Wright going down this year. Um, love this matchup because – Hot take. Yeah, I mean, you got to love it. Uh, Bob Huggins and his team's always known a little bit more for their, like, stifling defense. You see them get in the full court quite a bit. Um, not not always the hottest of shooting teams, if you know what I mean. They're, they're pretty athletic. They like to run the floor, create turnovers, get in transition, and that's sort of how West Virginia does it. Um, that's how they, their, their offense, as a lot of people say, comes from their defense. So um, Villanova, on the other hand, while – pretty good defensive team i mean they've been making deep runs in the tournament the last few years they have experienced guys and an experienced coach they're more known for their offense um so jalen brunson he's a badass he can stroke it from anywhere he can get it done down low um and javon carter is it yeah, javon? yeah he's like javon a 15, carter, he's like uh West Virginia he's like a 15 year veteran at this point <laughs> yeah 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 he's Dude, been playing uh, for quite a while i feel like he's um, been playing forever he has but anyways that's my case Huggy Bear, Mountaineers, win. Dude, good luck with that one. I would love to see West Virginia take him down, but Villanova's just too good of a team. Jalen Brunson is, like, just essentially a better Carter of Javon Carter. He's a player of the yeah, year. Yeah, like, he just straight up is a better player. Shoots 53%. Yeah, dude, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. Bro. I know, and Bo- Bobby Huggins no, has a lot of heart this in his is fucking a, dog. This is like a... This is like a Rottweiler Pitbull mix on steroids. With some, I just like, love Bob Huggins. He, I, I'm I with Grimes. Uh, I think Nova's, Nova's just too much. But one other, one other game I think that's going to be interesting this week is the Duke-Syracuse game. And as much as I hit on it earlier where I would love to see Syracuse continue this stretch of you know upset from being a last four in team playing their way into the tournament, it's it's been a nice little run, but I think that when Grayson Allen and Marvin Bagley tip off, it's it's going to be lights out for Syracuse. Bagley, I know you make your case for Aiton all you want, Grimes. I still like Marvin Bagley more than Aiton. I think he's way more versatile, and I think he's going to dominate this zone, especially when like when you go to beat the two three zone, you feed it into the like low post area. Or the high post area. And Bagley is just deadly from both. He can shoot from close. He can out, like, outbox you down low. He's, he's a monster. And I I know we've been like so back and forth on him. But I think Grayson Allen is going to shine here. And as much shit as he's gotten, the best way for him to go out is to win a championship and just give a big fuck you to everyone who hated on him. Cause he's is he a, a senior this year? He is, correct? Yeah, this is his last run. Does he have, like, there's 
Apparently, there's just absolutely no NBA potential for Grayson Allen. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. I honestly haven't heard his name mentioned very much. I know there's been a no. lot of dra- draft declarations I'm, and prospects, but... I'm actually glad you brought this up. I was having uh, a good argument the other day at work about whether or not Grayson Allen and his kind of characteristics and his attitude uh, would allow for him to ever be able to pan out. It's, in, not, even, it's not even attitude, yeah, it's I skill. Mean, I think his attitude would. He just doesn't have the skill to, yeah. It's just it's just skill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he really <laughs> has no different attitude than, like, J.R. Smith. But, like, J.R. Smith is bending down, untying people's shoes at the free throw <laughs> line and shit, you know? like. But J.R. is also put in his time. Yeah, real Free throws and, yeah, three-pointers. J- he's just a savage, so. J.R. is put in his time, and he's proven that he's able to pull shit like that. You yeah, know, Grayson exactly. Grayson Allen hasn't. Yeah, Grayson Allen can't play basketball like that, so he's not going to go he'll, to the he'll, NBA. he'll stick around the G League. Well, I, he'll get drafted probably, right? But he'll stick in the G League for a couple years and then just not make it. He'll probably be a Hall of Fame YMCA player. Yeah, then he then he's gonna transfer to the WWE and sign a contract with the WWE. I hope to God that doesn't happen. Actually, uh, I hope it does. And get walloped and just get <laughs> absolutely walloped. Well, he's just a physical monster out there in the court, hip checking people and tripping people. <laughs> yeah. All right, lastly, Grimes, you got uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, versus Purdue. this actually like could there? be a. I think it actually will be a very good game. Uh, Texas Tech relies, you know, on their, their defensive shutdown. Purdue has been a good team all year. Uh, they, I believe, had the one seed or number one ranking in the country for a little while. You know, I think a big part of this game is going to be Isaac Haas. Uh, apparently, they're engineering some elbow brace form at Purdue. It's an engineering school, I guess. So he's, I think, he's going to play. I no, so I don't. Learning. It's got to get like approved by the NCAA and and all this shit. And there's a lot of, you know, hoops and ladders to jump through and whatever. Um, but I, I, give me Texas Tech in this game. I think they're playing really well. They've played a lot of good teams this season, so I, I like them. I've never been a big fan of Purdue, especially if Haas is not on the floor. I think those will probably. You know, people for people forget Purdue is a is a really good engineering school, so it's it's no surprise that they're building a special place for the kid. Yeah, dude, this guy's gonna be a fucking robot out there on the court. Like, how are you supposed to beat a fucking? I'm picturing like Terminator out dude, there just dunking he's over be everyone. Like, gr- like a seven foot two Gronk out there. It's gonna be a rickety. It's gonna be a rickety cricket device. It's gonna allow <laughs> him to go. jump higher. Let, let's be real. This guy has a broken fucking elbow. There's no way he's playing in this game. I think he's soft he as baby shit. Apparently, don't, I mean he he don't hit the be ground. a hard ass. He hit the Your ground pretty decently. Elbow's broken. He's he's always looking like a bitch after some after some calls. I will give him everything in the world. He's a pretty good basketball player. The kid's good, but he's always looking like a bitch after some foul calls. And he didn't hit the ground hard enough to break his elbow when he broke his elbow. So I'm calling him soft. Yeah, fucking. Seven, For that reason, I'm taking seven Texas foot Tech tall the monster. Also, Texas a Tech. Bitch, though. Um, Houston's a hell of a fucking team. I do want to give a quick shout out to their point guard. Yeah, Rob Gray. Gray? Man bun. Yeah. Last name? Rob, Rob Gray. Gray with the man. Dude, uh, he's nasty. Horrible he's... haircut. Ball and ass basketball yeah, game. Sick. So, um, he is incredible. He's hands down. Incredible player. The player Hashtag and the man bun. Madness. For sure. In my book, um, he, he electrified me. So, I'm going to say Houston, pretty good team. Texas Tech took them down. Isaac Hoss is a bitch. And for that reason, Texas Tech is beating Purdue. That's, All right. That's Heard it here first. Well, that's uh that's probably all we got for March Madness hot takes. We've got this weekend slowly approaching. Excited to watch these games play out. Excited to uh link back up with you guys next week to see if our predictions were right. But this is probably a great time They're to jump into the right. <laughs> This is a great time to jump into the NFL. Um as mentioned previously, the quarterback uh carousel has finally come to a stop. Uh Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, all these guys have finally found a home. Um, even AJ McCarron. Um, so we, uh, we want to jump into this and talk a little bit about Kirk going to Minnesota, Keenum at Denver, uh, Bradford, Arizona, and obviously Bridgewater over in, uh, good old dirty jurors. So boys, take it away. Uh, well, I'm just glad that fucking Kirk found a home that he can win in, in Minnesota. Uh, Cause this, I mean, this guy can sling the football. He would put up like, you know, 24, 31 points a game in Washington and lose. 
And you know, with when you when you're moving to a team like Minnesota with the defense that they have and the run that they just made, I you know I'm happy for Kirk. I think they're going to be a force. Um, again, Grimes already hit on Sam Bradford to, <laughs> to Arizona. If you missed that, check the, check out the Instagram. We've been posted Fucking on that. Di- diabolical. But, uh, I'll say this. I'll say this about Kirk Cousins. Um, I fucking love this deal for Kirk and the Vikings. Um, here's a, here's a number of fucking reasons. Kirk Cousins, although Case Keenum deserves all the praise in the world for how he stepped up and played for the Vikings, I I think Kirk Cousins on paper and in reality is just flat out a better quarterback. So I think. Um, no matter how you slice it and dice it, they upgraded a quarterback. The Vikings should only be stronger. You know, I know that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win more games. Does this make them a Super Bowl contender? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. They're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, absolutely. I'm probably, I probably like them to win the NFC, um, even though, you know, it's the Eagles look like a possible repeat team. But um, not only that, his contract, though, three years, fully guaranteed $84 million. So he gets money, 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 money. He gets it all guaranteed. Um, he's still going to be in his prime three years from now. And not only that, it, which, by the way, means that, you know, when his next free agency session comes around, um, you know, he should still be able to demand more money than, than this contract even because he'll still be in his prime and he'll just have played for the strong-ass Minnesota Vikings for three years. So he's going to look, whether he is or isn't a hell of a quarterback, even though he's a pretty damn good one, he's going to look probably like a hell of a quarterback for the next three years and he's going to get a gigantic probably what one might call his final contract um, down the road so huge for him huge for the vikings i hope they win a super bowl with kirk because i think he's the man so harry do you uh have any opinions on teddy headed over to the dirty jurors uh yes i i don't mind the move uh the jets are still the jets let's not forget that don't expect them to be a playoff team next year um, at all. I don't even know if Teddy's going to be the, the starting quarterback. Uh, they re-signed Josh McCown. He's proven to be a pretty capable quarterback. Teddy definitely has a higher upside, but like no one's, no one's really Dude. seen him play since his injury uh, two years ago in preseason. Um, so don't expect much from them. Don't expect much from Case Keenum in Denver, and don't expect much from Sam Bradford in Arizona. I mean... Like, you know, Arizona is, is clearly just, you know, letting go of Tyron Matthew is obviously a cat move, but I fucking absolutely hate it. That dude is a stud. He's a ball hawk and he's a gamer. You know, the only guy, the only guy who like, it was like a win-win situation was Kirk Cousins. He he goes to a team with a really fucking good offense and a really fucking good defense. So, well, I did. Yeah. You, you can't say that the Broncos, that that's not a bad situation. It's not like they're an extremely strong. I don't, team, yeah, but that's a win. You know, they just, I know. And I, and I get. It's, and I get Case Keenum, Keenum, you know, I know, but I think there's other problems in Denver, you know, outside of the quarterback position, right? For sure. I mean, they need to know line and they need yeah, a running back. Exactly. For, and and I think yeah, sure. CJ Anderson's they, not I mean, they do have the wide there. receiver talent, and they do have and they lost and they lost to keep to lead. If they just keep yeah, well, so, I mean, it's it's interesting to the draft. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting to see what happens with them. But overall, you know, it was a little the Cardinals and Jets are gonna be ass, you know. It's it was the the so, carousel came and went and yeah. um, it's I don't know it it's, doesn't seem to be too much better for anyone except for Minnesota in my mind. Tom, uh, yeah, I was just gonna say I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and I'm just gonna predict now that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a better statistic season than Kirk, Case Keenum, Sam no. Bradford, and I would bet a year's rent on Teddy B. But I think San Francisco was the smart team here, uh, who moved early, like mid. I know oh, it was like mid season, but I think people are like in in terms of like you know the new QB and the new position. I think this is really when you look at Jimmy G, and he's just going to be the next. He's going to be the next big thing in the NFL. I I agree with you. So I, old, yeah. Shout yeah. out my boy Jimmy G. I, I agree disagree. with you with Jimmy G, but I don't. I think Kirk will have Kirk is a he's a big stat guy. Lots of yards, lots of touchdowns. Yeah, he is a big um, guy. So yeah, and and he's point. got a, a fucking and I mean he has Stephon Diggs yeah, and, and Adam Thielen. And they, yeah, exactly. They have a stable of fucking wide receivers over there. So yeah, I don't know about him having better statistics than yeah, Kirk. Jimmy G has a great jawline and a better arm. <laughs> Can't well, it seems. There. Yeah, last thing I was gonna say is um, 
I know we just touched on the Jets and Teddy B, but uh, they also traded up for the number three overall pick from the. That's what I was going to mention. Is is this something that you guys are worried about? So what's going to? Yeah, they they obviously uh, they have two quarterbacks right now, um, two what one might call possibly starting capable quarterbacks. and they also have the number three overall pick. And you would have to think any team that trades what they traded, which was their number one, uh, they traded their first round pick, their second round pick in 2018, as well as I think their second round pick in 2019 um, for the number three overall pick from the Colts. So that's the deal. Um, and you Any hot takes on who they might they pick up the now that they've uh, got this three slot? No, I, I agree with Brent. I, I still think Barkley's going number one. And you don't. I don't think you trade up to the number three pick to draft a lineman, or for that matter, anybody on defense. Uh, I think they're going. They have to be going after a quarterback and franchise quarterback. Baker Mayfield. No, dude. They're, right. they're, if they're going <laughs> oh, for a quarterback, it's going to be Josh Rosen. I honestly think they're. I honestly think they're going for uh, Saquon, though. I, I mean, yeah, everyone's going for Saquon. But if I don't, I don't care that they signed Carlos Hyde. If the Browns don't take Saquon Barkley first. They will regret it. They will regret it. They will it. not be taking him first. They ha- he has to go first, and even if he doesn't go first, he's going second to the Giants. But I mean, the, Giants the Jets already do that. The Jets have already put themselves in a position where you said they've got two starting quarterbacks. What's what's a, what's their ploy picking up a third quarterback? Well, if you actually have actually if you have two starting quarterbacks, you really have zero. Yeah, that. they have zero. They have two fillers that they're just gonna you know groom how they want over the next couple of years. Uh, I they have to be going for Barkley, or I don't know, I don't know. Possibly, possibly Darnold. I still think Darnold's the best quarterback in the draft. I know people are big on Josh Allen out of Wyoming, um, and huge hands by the way. Yeah, awesome, great, good for him. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> he played at Wyoming. Sam Darnold played in fucking the Rose Bowl at USC. Yeah, dude, you see, I don't know if you saw this, but today in, in um, Sam Darnold's pro day, he waited for the rain to start before he actually started his pro day because essentially he just wants to prove that he can play in, in poor weather. And you look at the Cleveland Browns, what are they playing all year? Is fucking shit weather because it's, they live in a shit city in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so I think that's why he did that. I think he's going to go one. Giants take Saquon, and then Jets will take Josh Rosen. All right, last thing for the NFL. Um, Should have touched on this while we were talking about the Jets, but a quick shout-out to our boy Josh Martin, outside linebacker for the New York Jets. Um, Appreciate you following us, homeboy. Gave us a little like on Instagram. We're big fans. Huge, huge. Big things happening here. Please, please keep, uh, please keep following. We appreciate that. And go, if if you're listening, go check our boy out. Check him out on Instagram at Josh Martin nine five. Oh, yeah. him, show him some love. Show him He'll some be love back. The fucking lumber in the middle of the field come 2018. So now that we're done with the NFL, uh, something that we can roll into is the NBA. Um, quick shout out before we do. I do want to mention that we are only 35 days away from the NFL draft. So as things kind of lull down, uh, we'll see that pick back up. But Bigger news uh, in the NBA. Um, we obviously recently found out that Cavaliers uh, coach Tyron Lue um, is stepping down indefinitely to deal with an illness. Um, so, you know, prayers go out to his family uh, and obviously him. Um, but want to hear what you guys have to say about this and everything that's kind of going on in the NBA this right now. Is, this is fake. Tyron Lue's situation is fake. Yeah. What's really happening is he's a cuck. And. <laughs> um, this is LeBron's uh, LeBron because he runs the Cavaliers organization and team, both front office wise and bench wise. Um, he forced Tyron Lue out, and this is his audition as player coach. Um, even though so he's all, already, all even political. though he's already always player coach, um, things weren't exactly going perfectly. So he blamed it on something, and now he forced Tyron Lue out, and now he's going to coach the team for a while. But LeBron. I see right through you. I You're not you. fooling anyone. <laughs> You're not fooling anyone. This is fake. Tyron Lue is healthy. If you are sick, prayers up. But I know you're. Dude, yeah. I could, 
honestly, prayers up, but uh, I, I did not know that this was a political ploy on Braun Braun's play, so uh, you know what? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I know you had some hot takes on James Harden. We'll kind of move past the Cavs uh, as it's a touchy subject for all of us. <laughs> uh, well, not, not so much hot takes, but, I mean, I was, I was just watching this guy last night in the Rockets Trailblazers game. And he is, like, must-see television. I don't care if you're a casual basketball fan, an avid basketball fan, or if you've never seen a game of basketball. You have to watch what James Harden does with the ball. He is – it's just phenomenal. Like, the, he's just – he outsmarts you with his body. He has great position. I've never – I've just never seen anything like this. And I'm – I would love to see him – I think they're going to make it to the finals with the way they're playing. If Chris Paul stays healthy, I really like the Rockets this year. I think they have what it takes to take down uh, the Warriors, and what it takes is a player like James Harden. Man, I'm not even a Harden fan, but he is an absolutely phenomenal basketball player. Pure offensive talent, like nothing I've ever really seen. But I will say... Um, I would not mind whatsoever seeing CP3 catch a championship ring. Yes. So um, I won't be rooting against the Rockets particularly. Dude, and also... Definitely don't want the Warriors to win, and I definitely don't uh, want LeBron to win. So I guess that means I want the Rockets I was going to say, thank, thank fucking God. It's, it's about time, I should say, that there's some other storyline in the NBA outside of LeBron James or the, or the Golden State Warriors. Right? Like... I'm I'm yeah. I'm done with that. ESPN milks yes. that shit right. until it's fucking bone dry. They do it every year. Thankfully, there's other teams that are in the mix. Also, huge fan of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, definitely gonna be pulling for them come playoff time. Dude, they are they are so stout. I mean, it's just I feel like you know Lowry and uh, what's what's the other guy's name? De- De- DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. Uh, Lowry and DeRozan. Um, uh, they just been getting better every year and. Uh, you know they're 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 definitely firmly in their peaks right now, both respectively as far as their careers are concerned. But but they're at the top of their game, and um, man, it's just they they are fucking ridiculous, dude. The other night, Lowry had like back to back jams, I think, on like four possessions in a row, and um, just out there grinding. I mean, both are you know they both play on the ball pretty consistently. But both of them can can turn their back to the basket and like back you up, turn around, shoot the, shoot the turnaround jumper at the elbow. They have the deep ball. They can drive on you. They can hit the circus layup. They can cram. Uh, they're tough. So I actually, I mean, they're number one seed right now. If if the playoffs started mm-hmm. today, they'd be number one over uh, Boston. Would be two in the East, and the Celt- uh, Cavaliers would be three. So uh, early in the season, the Celts look like the team to beat in the East, but. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I, I, I honestly like. I would have to say, uh, probably the Raptors in a seven-game series are the toughest well, team. Did, did you see the Celtics game last so night? Maybe Raptors Rockets. I did, did not see the Celtics. Actually, game last just night. real quick the on the Celtics game one. last night, it was like the first time all season where a team had been down five points with 15 seconds left, and they came back and won. It was the first game all season that that's happened. And we're even playing without Kyrie. So, like, Kyrie's out. We just beat the Thunder, by the way. You guys might have heard of the Thunder. They have uh, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, and Paul George. Three three pretty good players that are Olympians on the same team together. And we beat them without our best player. Our best two players because we haven't had Gordon Hayward all season. Um, Are you from Massachusetts? Yeah, fuck off, Tom. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Other than the Rockets, I would like to see the Thunder do pretty well. Um, I love that team. I love Westbrook, and Paul George isn't too bad. Do we have a countdown on the NBA playoffs? It's Tom's I, job. I don't, I don't know exa- the exact number, but it doesn't matter until, like, the conference finals start. So, you know, mid-May, sometime around then. Uh, we've got nice. about 15 days left of NHL regular season, by the way. Uh, but yes. Stay let's tuned. Let's move on from that and talk about – Tiger Woods, Eldrick, fucking motherfucking Woods, Woods. Yeah, dude. Uh, did anyone watch? I don't know if he's any of you guys watched the tournament. I know I did. Dude, I did. I yeah, dude. He shot consecutive sixty nine. He did, and that should tell you a nice. lot about where his game is, both uh, sex, sex, sexually, and just you know, skill wise. 
Yeah, we're both as heavy. Uh, he, dude, I, I love. Nice. I, I didn't watch golf, admittedly, for a couple, you know, four or five years, like in depth. You know, I, I would watch the Masters, I'd watch the the majors, if you will, and, and the FedEx Cup, some of it. But I, I'm watching every single tournament. Uh, not gonna watch this weekend because you know what, Tiger's not in the tournament. But come Masters time, man, this guy's primed up. But first, uh, just want to recap this tournament this weekend. Uh, Tiger was in the hunt very much so. But Rory came absolutely firing on all cylinders on Sunday. Dude, he was on fire. Five five birdies in his last six holes. I, like I haven't seen that from Rory in a little bit too, right? It's it. He's kind of been out of form. Oh no, he's been struggling yep. pretty hard. Um, but Tiger, you know, made his chart. Yeah, he actually got his ass beat today. In oh, I did see that. Yeah, a bunch so. of top guys fell. Uh, Dustin Johnson lost too. But Tiger made his run last weekend. Uh, Put one OB on 16, and that kind of just killed all the momentum he had going. Uh, tough to see it. Dude, that was just a, that was a classic double oh, cross right yeah. there. So, you know, it's, it's that sucks, but, like, we still. you know, so Rory got the win. Uh, I'm most happy mm-hmm. that my least favorite player on tour and resident douchebag Bryson DeChambeau, uh, cockiest, cockiest guy that's never won a fucking tournament, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, awesome tournament love seeing the Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, exciting again I should say uh, you know love Arnold Palmer the guy was a fucking legend 62 career wins and for those of you who don't know Arnold Palmer was a serious coxman back in the day uh, very sim- very similar to Tiger <laughs> very sim- similar to Tiger in a lot of ways where he, he was a bit of a womanizer uh, but that was back in the day when me- only he didn't piss he did on not chicks. piss on chicks well we don't know that but we imagine not officially. He didn't piss on you. But yeah. It's not on paper. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I, I want to fucking elaborate just a little bit. That Sunday was awesome. Uh, the only thing that was not awesome was Tiger's OB on 16. If that had not happened, uh, he still would not have won the tournament based on the fucking incredible run that Rory put on down the, the stretch there. Um, but Tiger would have been in the mix. It would it would have just added a little bit more. So, but anyways, for for basically the last two and a half holes, you knew that he was out of it, and you were just sort of like rooting for Rory to beat that dickhead wearing the stupid shit name <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. Um, so God, that guy sucks so bad. I know a lot of people don't know who the hell that is because they're not big golf fans. But trust me, he sucks. He's, so he's the, very the good like guy, unorthodox. The second best guy won. Rory won, which is fine. Uh, but it was an electric golf tournament, a great Sunday. You know, Tiger made a run. He got to within one. Um, if he would have piped, 16 was a par five. I mean, really, he was going for it pretty hard, I believe. he It was a chance to make another birdie um, and get, you know, tie for the lead. Um, but anyway, anyways, Rory got it done. It was electric. It's good to see Rory back. Like I said, he hasn't been playing that well in a while. So uh, golf is – make golf great again. Thank you, Donald Trump. Um, it's amazing. Uh <laughs> We cannot stop winning. <laughs> Golf is back. And um, Rory and Tiger on their A games at the Masters. Uh, Let's fucking awesome. go. We're only, um, we're only a few days – or sorry, a few weeks away from the Masters. Do we still have Tiger up the, at the number one uh, slot for – In Vegas? Favorited? I don't know. Yeah, Vegas still loves I, I bet Rory, Rory might take it – well, I guess I, he lost this week, but Rory was probably going to be right there with him. I mean, dude, Vegas watching – Watching Tiger Woods it has been honestly, it's like a movie. It almost seems scripted. Like this guy had just an absolute rise and demise, uh, went into the shadows, and now is just like back. He's cleaned up his act. Uh, I'm still in awe. I think it was a 71 or 72 foot putt oh, yeah. that he hit. Yeah, I mean, just outrageous. The guy continues to just like blow people's minds. Uh, I actually had the the pleasure of like going out to the Masters couple years ago and this guy just lines up balls in a in a circle uh around the hole and continues to putt and extend the radius uh and if he misses he starts back at scratch one so it's no surprise that the guy has built himself uh you know a, a bridge right back to the fucking top so excited to see it uh play out of the masters well i think this is the perfect opportunity to kind of close things out with uh with banner kind of roll away from uh the sports aspect and a little bit more into the entertainment uh and the fun stuff so um i don't know if you guys have tuned into this but you should if not you're a fucking loser we are running all month a no nonsense no nonsense elite eight 
bracket. Uh, we're going to be doing a bunch of topics. We've done movies. Cereal is in the queue. Beers are in the queue. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff. But right now, we're rolling out Adam Sandler's. Um, right now, we have two movies left. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are going into the finals. It will be posted tomorrow on Instagram, so make sure you vote. Um, I know that we've got a lot of hot takes on the movies that were placed in the top eight uh, and then got eliminated, so we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, Billy Madison. Um, even though I'm a golf guy um, and got to give Happy Gilmore all the do in the world, uh, Billy Madison to me is a movie that I watched 100 million times between the ages of, I don't know, six and currently. Um so, <laughs> um, I've, last I mean, night. So is for that matter. So is Happy Gilmore. So it's it's hard to fucking choose. But Billy Madison is fucking hilarious. Every character in that, from from you know Sandler to Chris Farley, um, fucking Norm Macdonald, all those guys are hilarious. What's today? October. It's Nudie Magazine Day. Every bit of it, inch to inch, you know. Um, the gibberish, the penguin, the fucking O'Doyle family. You're out! O'Doyle rule. Go with that one. Choose Billy. Harry, what about you? Um, I'm going. I gotta go with Happy Gilmore here. Uh, dude, unbelievable movie. Like obviously shooters, shooter, but you know, love the you know the like where we having dinner tonight, lobster house scene. I love the Bob Barker scene. The entire movie is great. There's a ton of great one-liners from it. So. Obviously, it's tough to to contend with Billy Madison. You know, this is it's just quintessential stupid humor by Adam Sandler. So, I'm going to stick with with Happy Gilmore, being a golf guy and enjoying just a good movie altogether. And uh, that's my pick, Tom. You got to break the tie, big guy. Uh, ooh, I I'm going to have to side with Brent here and go with Billy Madison. I think. Oh. It's, I'm sorry. I'm I'm very torn between these two. That when when Bob Barker and Happy Gilmore fight, they fucking fist fight, and Bob Barker beats the shit out of him. The price is wrong, bitch. I think you've had enough. No. Now you've had enough. Bitch. I, that the is like is one of wrong, my top five bitch. favorite movie scenes ever. But I, I, Billy Madison was like the first Adam Sandler movie that I ever saw, and I forget what what grade it is when he graduates. But he has his party, and he has his like little play tent in the back. And like growing up, that was like always what I wanted so bad was to have his fucking little get up he had back there. That's definitely his graduation. That's right. <laughs> the, the fucking rock concert in the backyard. I could go on for days. Miss Lippy. Uh, Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. Veronica Vaughn, so hot, so hot. Want um, to touch the honey? By the way, I just want you guys to know she was like, she was like Miss Oregon or some shit like that, um, and she was 22 when that movie was filmed. Oh so yeah. So if you can imagine what girls looked like when we were college seniors, um, she looked like that. So <laughs> she looked senior. like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, 22 well, years old. No, you're so right. Veronica you're right. Vaughn. They, that that's why Billy Madison wins because Veronica Varnes is the hottest supporting female actor in any of Adam Sandler's movies. Should have won a should have won an Oscar, honestly. In our hearts, yeah. she did. In our hearts, it kind of it kind of grinds my gears a little bit. You uh, you need some WD forty over there. Are your uh, <laughs> are your, oh, are, your gre- are your gears grinding over there? Let me tell you, I am smack dead in the middle of. Uh, just a shit show of, of a snowstorm right now. Uh, driving home from work today, I saw this motherfucker wearing a tank top and shorts running through the streets like it was 75 and he was hanging out with Brent in Gainesville. 
<laughs> I I don't think there's anything that grinds my gears more and requires WD forty than like avid runners. Listen, if you're an athlete and you're running, do do your thing. If you're running in sub freezing temperatures, rain, excessive wind, uh, snow, um, do me a favor. Just keep running. And don't ever come back. Uh, just do us all a favor and head towards Canada or Mexico um, because we or, don't need you here. It's or the just o- fact. Or the ocean. Yeah. Or the ocean. Yeah, or the <laughs> or the ocean. Nearest yeah. cliff works too. Please, Please. Yeah. find the nearest highway. <laughs> Oncoming traffic. Yeah, but basically, if you run in any bad weather at all, I hate you. Yeah, that's why I have treadmills, assholes. Yeah. Indoors. And, and couches. It's 2018. God damn. Well... Uh, that's all I got for, for grind my gears this week. Um, I do want to give a little shout out to Evan Spiegel for completely fucking up his career. Uh, CEO of Snapchat. I don't know if you guys saw this, um, but they are in serious turmoil, uh, down in the dumps, uh, you know, both on, uh, wall street and just internally. Um, I read an article that a friend of mine sent over that shows their statistics that, CEOs that participate in extracurricular activities outside of their businesses uh, end up actually de- like destroying their their businesses that they've created. Um, as you all know, this guy is dating Miranda Kier. Uh, I think I'm saying Kerr. that right. Who who definitely is a Kerr Kerr Miranda Kerr. Uh, absolute smoke. I'll give her that. But uh, she got Evan Spiegel to do some modeling, um, and ever since those modeling pictures went out, Snapchat has just been like going downhill so uh i i think i said in one of our episodes may have been post-production or pre-production i should say that snapchat will be in like no longer in existence uh in like two to three years uh i think these guys really blew it when they were offered you know millions upon millions maybe possibly billions and said no and so they're fucking on a one-way train to just destruct dude you're missing a couple or one big thing especially but I will say, as far as Evan Spiegel goes, A, the guy's a fucking complete loser. I don't know how the fuck he landed Miranda Kerr, because uh, she, she's hot as shit. Money. Yeah, money, exactly. This guy this guy kind of walks around <laughs> like he's just like a normal guy who's obviously, you know, built this, you know, app, right? Kind of in the in the app boom, if you will, and just made a lot of money, and now just like, I don't even know how the fuck that just happened. It happened. And, you know what I mean? He, it doesn't seem like he really gives like too much of a fuck at this point about the company. But the real reason why their stock has been tanking is because of the uh, Rihanna shit that came out recently. Yeah. They, like, made light of her assault, or Chris Brown assault, and she, like, publicly came out and was like, I'm deleting Snapchat, you know, blah, 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 all that shit. And everybody else that's following me should, too, yeah. Then everyone else started deleting it. Oh, 100%. The guy's probably dead somewhere. Uh and so yeah, that was like a huge part of it. I didn't see the extracurricular stuff. The guy's a fucking doofus. I, I am not a fan of him. Uh, and I do agree with you though that Snapchat will be gone. Will be gone at some point in the near future. It's just like as a CEO of a company, like you 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 don't need to be doing modeling, photo shoots. Like you're already in the dumps. You have the ability to sell your company, and if like you said, he's kind of done with it, then like why wouldn't he have sold it? Yeah. It seems like he just doesn't give a fuck at this point, and it's so ridiculous that like we keep hearing about all this bullshit going on at Snapchat and how like you know a, a, an app that was literally created for dick pics has turned into just a, a shit show of like not being able to maneuver it uh, and trying to tell us about, you know, Kylie and Caitlin and all these fucking Jenners that we don't want to hear about. So that's all the, that's I, all I'm they fucking it. promote. That's a hot take. All they do. It's fucking ridiculous. They're terrible. They're going to destroy the fabrication of America. The Kardashians. That's a fucking hot take. There, they are terrible. No fabrication of America. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think this is kind of a good way to end things. Um, we obviously always like to hear final words from the jury, uh, hot takes from you guys, end notes, just to kind of wrap things up, and I'll let Thomas kind of kick us off here. Yeah, so I actually have two, if that's cool. No, it's yeah, not. Yeah, take uh, it away. First off, first nah, off, yeah. shout out to Plymouth South High Hockey, who won the Division Two state title this year, this past weekend. Saturday night, they played at the TD Garden and had a 4-3 overtime victory. Um... So shout out to them. I remember when I was in high school, our team made it to the state semifinals. So like the game before and like the tailgates and shit that we had for those playoff hockey games were some of like the best memories of my high school career. 
Taking um, a trip down memory lane. It was oh, it's great to see. Uh, and shout out my boy Steve White. Uh, hopefully you're listening out there. He was a player on that team, and now he's a coach. And you know, took him right back to the glory days. And you know, they were able to pull this one out. So shout out Plymouth South High, alma mater. Uh, and secondly, uh, apparently there's this dude named like Ninja. There was an article that yeah. came out, <laughs> and this guy makes five hundred thousand dollars. Like on like a monthly basis, to month play a month with Travis Scott and Drake. Yeah, I mean that. So that that makes Fortnite not so cool anymore. But could you guys imagine getting paid five hundred thousand dollars in a year to do anything? Dude, no. LeBron, Never LeBron James gets paid month? like four hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars per Instagram post. Like the world that we live in is just fucking mind blowing. I would do anything to make five hundred grand a month. Like. I would kill twenty people a month to make five hundred. Like and like and and that's lowballing it. Thing. I could kill two hundred <laughs> people a month. I don't care. Kill I kill a fleet of puppies. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Harry, uh, any sign offs? I, I don't really have anything. Uh, you know, the how was the Chinese? Uh, oh, actually, I have one thing. I have I have a fortune cookie that I'd like to share with all of you. <laughs> um. All right, ready, everyone? Okay, good, great. Let's hear the crack. Grant. Organize your... I already cracked it. I already ate it. I couldn't resist. I ate it first, honestly. <laughs> fuck every, fuck society and their goddamn rules. Uh, it goes, organize your life around your dreams and watch them come true. So, I'm going to ah. uh, start getting on Wait the Fortnite and hopefully I'll be <laughs> teaming up with Ninja pretty soon. Yeah. Nice. There well, it is. My, my final hot take... As much as I hate to do it, I was absolutely mind blown. Uh, I reposted it, so check us out on the gram. At the end of regulation, Sidney Crosby scored one of the most ridiculous goals. We kind of breezed over the NHL as things are uh, kind of just awaiting the playoffs. So go ahead and check it out. The guy tips himself his own pass uh, in the air and finishes it, puts it in the back of the net in the air. Um, hard to explain. Check it out. Shout out to Sidney Crosby. I don't know how he keeps doing savage. it, but he does. Uh, I'll let Brent close us out here. All right. Um, number one, shout out to the troops. I've been promising my boy Caldwell, who is stationed over in South Korea right now. Um, you know, we've been asking uh, he and his his squadron, I guess you could say. I'm not sure what the hell I should call it, um, to listen to our podcast. So in return for that, um, I would like to say huge shout out to the troops. We love, love the, the troops. troops. Thank you, we at EOR love the fucking troops, especially those over with Caldwell right now. Thanks, guys, for listening. God bless um, America. Number two, um, Bush Beer, please sponsor us. And <laughs> lastly, <laughs> lastly, um, today is the 30th birthday of an album by the name of Surfer Rosa by a little band called the Pixies um, out of Tom's, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, mm-hmm. The Pixies... While not as popular as Nirvana, uh, sort of shaped the scope of alternative and grunge music in the late 80s and early 90s. And thanks to them, we got to hear bands like Nirvana and the bands that we have today. Uh, but Surferosa, you might know the most famous song off that album. It is Where Is My Mind from the end of the movie Fight Club, uh, one mm-hmm. of the most epic fucking television scenes or movie scenes in cinema history. Um, incredible soundtrack, incredible final song. And incredible fucking album. So if you like alternative rock, if you like guitars, you will like Pixies and the album Surferosa. So happy 30th birthday to one of the best albums. Quote, unquote, one of the greatest albums of all time by Rolling Stone magazine. So there we go. Later, dudes. That's all from us. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. We're signing out. Adios.